Praise God. Good to be here tonight around the campfire, isn't it? Amen. Great music, great worship. So, Father, bless the thoughts that we'll share right now. And we want to pray especially for one woman that we know, some of us know. Her name is Kathy Rawlings. She's recently been diagnosed with breast cancer, and she is receiving treatment and chemotherapy. And we pray for her tonight, Father. We pray that all of this chemotherapy and all the treatment that she's receiving would stop the cancer, would remove the cancer, and that we would hear soon that she is cancer-free. We believe you. We ask it like you instructed us to and you told us to. We're asking in the name of Jesus for her healing tonight. Amen. Now, tonight, in the few minutes that we have together around the campfire before we retire to our cabins, I want to share a little bit, a little something about my life that some of you might not know. When I was a teenager, we didn't know anything about camp. We didn't go to camp, never heard of it. I didn't have any friends that went to camp. As I got a little older as a teenager, there was one thing I wanted, and I wanted it more desperately than anything else. I wanted to be accepted. The same way you want to be accepted. Because there's one thing that you and I as human beings, we, we just cannot live with the idea or the possibility that we have been rejected. So... In order to secure that acceptance, I began to do things, and as I share them with you, I'm not proud of them, and there's a reason why I'm sharing them, because I want to drive home this point about the power of rejection, because that is another giant that all of us must face in life. So I began to do things that I knew I shouldn't do. When alcohol was offered to me, I took it. Why? Because my peers, my so-called friends, the people who I was with basically said, if you want our acceptance, take this. And I did. Not because I wanted to, but because I needed their acceptance. And then after the alcohol came the drugs. They said, if you want our acceptance, take this. And I knew I shouldn't, and I knew it was wrong, I knew it was dangerous, and I knew it was illegal. But I did it. I needed their acceptance. I couldn't live if my peers rejected me. Many of us here tonight have experienced something similar, perhaps not with the alcohol or with the drugs, but maybe so, but certainly with the peer group, certainly with the pressure that we sense in our hearts for the acceptance, the need to belong, and to escape the possibility of being rejected. We just can't live with that. And the giant of rejection looms largely 
in so many lives. We will do anything. Even if it's wrong, we'll do it. If it means we'll be accepted. David, when he showed up at the camp, you know the story, don't you? You know how God chose him as a young man. It's an interesting story. He grew up in a home. His father's name was Jesse. He had all these sons, many of them big, strong, all of them older than David. David was the youngest. One day, the prophet Samuel came to the house of Jesse, and he said to him, God has rejected Saul as king of Israel, and he is in the business now of choosing a new king. And I'm here to tell you, Jesse, that that king is going to come from your family. That's right. One of your sons is going to be the next king of Israel. Jesse was excited. You can just imagine. What an honor. What a blessing that God would choose the next king of Israel from my home. One of my sons. So he called all his sons together, lined them up from the tallest all the way down to the youngest, with one exception. David wasn't there. David wasn't even called. David was out taking care of his father's sheep. His father didn't even think that he was worthy to be considered to be the next king of Israel. So he didn't call him in. The prophet came to the house of Jesse. He looked at Eliab, the tallest, the biggest, the strongest, the oldest. And as he looked at him, the Spirit of God said to the prophet, that's not him. He went to the next one, and the Spirit of God said, that's not him. And he went right down the line, seven sons, no, 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 no. The prophet thought to himself, what's wrong? God, I thought you told me that your king would come from his house. And God said, I did. Ask him if all of his sons are here. So he turned to Jesse, and he said, Jesse, are all your boys here? Jesse said, well, no, not really. There's one. He's the youngest. He's just a ruddy little lad. He's out there taking care of the sheep. Didn't think that you would want to see him. Samuel says, get him here. He sends for David. And as this teenager walks back to his house, Samuel sees him from a distance. And the Spirit of God says to the prophet, that is the next king of Israel. Right from the beginning, David experienced rejection. It came really from his father. And then, some time later, his, all, all of his brothers went to battle. That's where we find them, in this valley, coming against the Philistines, facing off against Goliath. David was called by his father, and he said, David, come away from taking care of the sheep. Take this food, take these supplies, take some cheese, take some bread, bring it to your brothers in the battle, in the fight. They need these supplies. They need to be strengthened. They're fighting the Philistines. So David does it. He shows up. And the first thing he hears is the voice of Goliath. He can't believe it. He's thinking to himself, <clears throat> how dare anybody talk about my God that way? How dare anyone defy the nature of the God of Israel? He's outraged. He shows up. His oldest brother, Eliab, who's already angry 
at David because he was chosen to be the next king of Israel and not Eliab. So he went up to David and he said, what are you doing here? Why are you here? He said, my father has sent me to bring these supplies, to bring you food, to sustain you. And he said, no, that's a lie. You're here because you just wanted to see the battle. You're just a young lad that just wants to see what's going on down here. So look at it now. Rejected by his father. And now he's being rejected by his eldest brother, who was angry at him, jealous because God chose him and not the other. You shouldn't be here. You need to go home. David said, no, I think there's a reason why I'm here. I know there's a reason why I'm here. I'll fight the giant. I'll go out against him. Soldiers heard about it. They brought him in before King Saul. And they said, this young boy wants to go out and fight the Philistine champion. And Saul looks at him and he says, well, you're too small. It would be a joke. Here, take my armor. David puts Saul's armor on himself and he just about tips over. The armor is more heavy than he is. He says, I can't use this. Saul said, I'm sorry, you're too small. Now look at it. Rejected by his father. Rejected by his oldest brother. Now rejected by Saul. But Saul says, listen, if you want to do it, go for it. What are you going to use for weapons? He says, I got this great sling. Use it all the time. I've been nailing, you know, lions, and I've been nailing bears, and I am really good at it. Give me a shot. Saul says, go ahead. We'll end up burying you in about an hour or so. Go for it, kid. Then he goes out against Goliath. Goliath sees this young boy coming toward him. And basically, Goliath says, are you kidding me? I've been calling for a champion to come out and fight me for the last 39 days, and you send this kid out? You send this child out? Are you insulting me? Are you kidding me? Now what is it? Now Goliath rejects David. Rejection after rejection after rejection after rejection. But Goliath didn't know David was God's man. David was God's choice. David was God's anointed. Listen, friends, you got to remember this. God chooses the weak things of the world to show himself powerful. God chooses the things that the world tosses aside and God says, you may toss them aside, but I can use them. Acceptance means so much to us. And the only real acceptance that matters is the acceptance that God gives us. And trust me, friends, you are accepted by God himself and nothing else really matters. And knowing that God accepts us that means we can deal with the rejection of others in this life. And oh, I know that rejection may be great. Sometimes it can come from the people we love the most. Sometimes it can come from our family members. David knew that. Sometimes it will come from close friends. Many here have experienced that. Sometimes it comes from our enemies that wish to mock us. But remember, every time we step into battle against our giants, we walk into that battle knowing that our acceptance before God is already a done deal. Knowing that we step into that battle, God loves us. God is with us. 
God is for us. And if God is for us, no one can stand against us. That's the promise from God. We can deal with our rejection. Trust me, you will have it. Do you know that I was willing to do anything as a teenager for the acceptance of my peers? Drugs, alcohol, trouble. It got us thrown in jail, not once, but twice. And after that second time I came out of jail, all I could think of was, I need something more. I can't keep living and being in bondage to the, the, the rejection or the acceptance of these peers. I need something more. And that's when I made my decision to go to that first Bible study. And when I went to that first Bible study, I heard about God's love. I heard about God's acceptance. And I thought if it's real, if I can count on it, if that could actually be what my life was for, and I could be accepted by God, I'm in. I want to be a part of it. And I'll tell you what, the rejection came after that, but it didn't bother me. I just pushed on because I knew I was accepted by God. Peers began to mock me. Enemy, all kinds of enemies began to make fun and look at me, laugh at me, said, you're a fool. You're a Bible-thumping, crazy person. You're out of your mind. You, you don't even know what you're doing. You're not going to end up anywhere in life. And I said, listen, doesn't matter where I end up. I'm going to walk with God. I have Christ in my life. I know he accepts me. Nothing else matters. The acceptance of God will overcome any rejection that you will ever experience in this life. David learned it. Started with his father. Went on to his brothers. It continued with Saul. And it went all the way up to Goliath. And then on that day, he silenced that voice. And the voice of rejection was silenced forever. And you know what I love about it? After David threw that stone and Goliath went down, he was dead. He could have just walked over to his carcass and said, hey, that's it. He's dead. Nothing to worry about. David says, no, no, that's all right. All I have is a sling, but he's got a sword. I'll take out his sword, and I will cut off his head. And that's what he did. And then he took the head. I love it. He had a confession. He went to Israel first, the people, the, the soldiers, and he said, look, he's dead. He's really dead. He's not talking anymore. His mouth is shut. He's dead. Then he went to the Philistines and he said, hey, look, here's your champion. I got news for you. He ain't saying much anymore. He's dead. I got him. And then he marches into Saul's tent. I can imagine blood is coming out of that head and all kinds of nasty stuff. And he says, Saul, by the way, sorry to ruin your carpet, but listen, this is Goliath's head. It's quite big, but it's not talking anymore. I love that. He took the rejection up in his hand and he said, I don't have to hear it anymore. I don't have to live with it anymore. Look at what God did. And he will do the same for you and me. Whatever giants they are, they are not bigger than God. No matter what their words are that intimidate us and, and again, instill in us the fear of rejection, God's acceptance will overcome their rejection every day, any day, all the days of our lives. God is for us in Romans 8.31. And if God is for us, I got news for you. No one and nothing can ever be against us. Yes, our giants will fall. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together.
Father, we thank you. We thank you for your wonderful, amazing acceptance of every single one of us that are trusting you for our eternal salvation. We cannot live without it, and yet we must understand it. We got to know it. It's got to be revealed to our hearts. Oh, Lord, we're weak. We're frail. We have problems. We have our struggles. That never stops you from choosing. That never keeps you from rejecting us. You made your decision long ago to accept all of us that know you in a personal way through a relationship with Christ. Thank you for that acceptance. Help us to understand it. Help us to see it more clearly. Help us to fix our hearts and minds upon it. God, almighty God, the creator of the universe, he accepts us without having to do, having to do a thing to earn that acceptance. He just loves us because he is love. Thank you. Help us to overcome the giant of rejection, the giant of fear, the giant of anxiety, and any other giants that try to silence the voice of God that we need to so desperately hear. Thank you for bringing each one of these campers here. Thank you for the souls that have been saved here this week at camp. Continue to speak to our hearts. Continue to pour courage into our souls. Continue to strengthen us, not just to get through this week, but more importantly, when this week ends and we face the challenges when we return home. That's when the real giants will start looking for us and start lurking in the valleys of our lives. But we have a victory. We have Christ. And no giant is bigger than our God. We thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen.